0: what up everybody welcome to another episode of the nostradamus i mean two smart dummies podcast as always i'm your host marcus and i'm your host b reed aka big facts baby what's up man Nothing, man. Just feeling myself this week, man. We just out here predicting the future, you know. Two little, little, little dudes, two smart dummies. I think, you know, I think ESPN,
1: ESPN or Fox Sports try to steal
0: our thunder, man. I think they must be mm-hmm. listening on the low. Mhm. Okay, we we're giving y'all. We may say some dumb shit on this podcast, like Kobe Bryant's top three all the time. I agree, ludicrous. But <laughs> we call some things out here, okay? We called Andrew Luck uh not necessarily retiring but definitely missing a lot of the season so go back and listen to last week's episode and y'all think we're the smartest people around you think we get paid to do this listen you just can't give nobody a diamond
1: they gotta work for it they gotta get through some of the coal and the dirt and grind for it <laughs> to get the diamonds you know we just put that a little fluff we ain't gonna give it to you easy <laughs> Okay, You, you, you got to work for this magic. You right? got to work for the magic, man. You got to listen to some of the bad episodes, some of the shit where you just talking, don't mean nothing. And then you get some jewels every now and again. <laughs> for every episode. Man, hold that on. We... I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt the podcast, bro. But I know me and you, we had a lot of conversations about the big three, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm just sitting here recording a podcast, and I look. <laughs> and my guy, Ice Cube, has an E and J- Remastered <laughs> Commercial on During the broadcast E&J remastered E&J, He has flavors of E&J Which looks like They're copying crown They got apple, peach, and vanilla E&J Plus the XO and the VSOP E&J I'm sorry
0: You ever had E&J? Yes,
1: that's why I'm talking to you about it's it It's
0: flat out disgusting Have
1: you ever had E&J?
0: It's flat out disgusting so you know what I
1: mean when I say he has an E and J remastered peach flavor. Could you imagine?
0: See, he reaching out to to that target demographic. Okay, y'all low budget big three watchers. Hey, <laughs> hey I'm I'm one of them, man. There's no way in hell, uh, and I know how you are about your crown. Yeah. Okay. Nah, so dis- feel I feel disres- right I now. feel
1: disrespected right now.
0: You couldn't get a crown sponsorship. God, hey. he infringing on some territory. <laughs> But <laughs> back, to re- back to back to regular scheduled programs. I apologize. <laughs> you know, sometimes we break news on this program. Sometimes <laughs> we're just genuinely shocked. So yeah, that's genuinely shocked right there. E and J remaster. Hopefully, uh, y'all know E and J is. It's, it's some it's some grade A garbage. Yeah, so oh, man. <laughs> maybe that peach will spice it up. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. All right, man. So we have some college football. Wait. What do we talk about first? Because Andrew Luck's kind of a big deal. Do we want to just gloss over that? Do we want to wait for the NFL portion of the show? Do we want to bore people with a a 1993 breakdown of... First of all, I do have something to say. Oh, no. Let's just go straight to
1: Andrew Luck and say that for later in the podcast. Now... Okay, because I got right. some stuff to say. I know, and this always veers out
0: into some other shit. I don't even know what you're going to say, but I got a feeling. We, so let's we're just, about to go down a rabbit hole here. Yeah, cause let's I've just, seen, let's, I've, let's I've just start, start with some Andrew Luck. I've been disrespect on the internet, okay? And yeah. I'm not going to tolerate it. That's how it usually starts. Let's start with Andrew Luck and go from there. Now, Andrew Luck, Saturday, me, one of my homeboys, we're sitting there drinking a couple beers, eating some barbecue chips. My favorite kind. Private selection from Kroger. Mm. Delightful. Anyway, and all of a sudden... Rap snacks. Honey, barbecue with a dab of wrench. Now that's some (laughs) country-ass shit. Okay. So, I'm sitting there munching on my chips. And I'm talking shit in our, our Dynasty Fantasy Football group chat, as is our ways. And all of a sudden, Andrew Luck retires, comes across the screen, and I about shit my pants. I couldn't believe it yeah I didn't think it was real yeah everybody thought they got duped and me and my buddy are sitting there like staring at each other like confused now I knew the man was hurt but man and look everybody you know I know a lot of us millennials and and younger generation people think that it you know this is the first time anything's happened in history so it wasn't the most shocking thing but I was definitely shocked at the time Um, definitely the most shocking thing that's happened in a while but a quarterback in his prime is almost unheard of. And I know it gets compared to Barry Sanders or or Jim Brown, but them cats are 29-year-old running backs, and you know we had two, three years left for them anyway. But Andrew Luck, you talking about a decade that's being shifted. Am I right? Yeah.
1: But, I mean, Jim Brown retired just to do acting and mess with white girls. So that's still up there on the list. <laughs> <laughs> but, but let's focus on Andrew Luck tonight.
0: Big facts indeed.
1: <laughs> but Andrew Luck, man, that was, I think, the most – The craziest part about that is we've talked on this podcast about quarterbacks how you can't really even touch quarterbacks. So it's easy to get money. So when you talk about like a Barry Sanders or any running back retiring at 29, I mean, they're kind of peaking at 30 these days. 30, 32. So 29 isn't crazy for a running back. Unless you're Frank Gore. But he's different. His head is a helmet. That's a whole (laughs) different (laughs) subject. So... A quarterback can literally play to like forty-two, and I'm not even talking about starting. Like you could start till thirty-eight and forty, and then you can do backup for like four, three or four years, like. A good quarterback, if you're willing to just be a backup quarterback, I'm positive in this area you could play to forty three or forty five. I mean C I'm not Vinny even Vinny
0: Testaverde.
1: Yeah, I'm not even talking about a Tom Brady. I mean, the Eagles had one injury and they called Josh McCown back from coaching high school. You know what I mean? If you have any type of talent, you can stick sick around. And I'm not and backup quarterback. Makes like five to eight million dollars a year, unless you're Nick Foles, who's bringing in like 11 or 12. You know what I mean? You can make money as a quarterback without ever taking hits and being a glorified assistant coach. So, this is definitely shocking. And I just really couldn't believe it. But then you go back and you look, the injuries that this guy has sustained, like going back on that field is dangerous. Uh, I didn't. I guess I must have missed the whole 2018 draft, and we had this whole conversation. But for years, I always thought they never put a line in front of Andrew Luck. But then, oh, 2018, they did use their first and second round draft pick on him.
0: No, oh, he didn't get touched last year. He was the least at QB in the league last year. Yeah, that
1: line was was
0: golden. But I mean, dude, did like what bust his Spleen? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, this man, and that's what I always say to you know people who are like, oh, you know. I if I was making that kind of money, I'm like, man, have you ever lacerated a kidney? Yeah, hey, man, this you straight up pissing
1: blood. Yeah, this dude had some dreadful injuries at the quarterback position. So maybe we just need to put the uh, the responsibility on the Colts of not protecting him when he was in his prime. Because oh, if, you know
0: how I feel about it. I, I said in our group chat yesterday that they should he should sue them for malpractice, Ryan Gregson personally. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I because just, he he damn near got the man killed.
1: That's what I mean. So, you, you, you feel like you had a good season towards the end of the season last year. You didn't even pull, play a full season. You come into training camp, and then boom, you get another nagging injury. So, you have to rehab. So, everyone that is getting mad at Andrew Luck and booing him and all this stuff obviously has never had any major injury where you have to recover and go through rehab for. That shit is brutal. Mm -hmm. It's brutal trying to go through rehab And recover from from an injury Because you literally have to work Harder than you would work If you weren't injured You have to not only get over the injury You have to strengthen that leg back up to To like the medium level You know just the basis level And then you have to strengthen it and get it stronger So whatever injury he's had He had to work on that Dude's been rehabbing for like 3 or 4 years straight I don't blame him for saying fuck this man I got enough money I come from money You know, I'm just going to go. And he actually did the coach a favor because he could have just sat back on the roster, went on IR, and collected the rest of that $54 million contract. He didn't have to just give that back. I saw a report saying, oh, they're not going after his $24 million bonus. Well, shit. So? He could have sat on IR for two or three more years mm-hmm. and collected the rest of that contract and kept the Colts in cap hell without a quarterback. He did them a favor by retiring and giving up that money and just keeping the bonus because he could have easily got that money. Even if he would have went on a season-ending end- injury with IR, he would have still collected from the injury guarantees. So he did them a favor by retiring and let them get that cap back.
0: He put his two weeks notice in <laughs> like the rest of us? Yeah. Okay. Two weeks. notice. company received. man.
1: He watched Jacoby, and he said, you know what? That kid has something. Maybe I should just let him start. Got another black quarterback starting. He gave the mm-hmm. cost of money back, so they got cap room. And he could easily become a coach, an assistant. Like, he's not just going to. Like, Andrew Luck isn't just going to be floating Andy out there Luck doing nothing. Andrew
0: gonna be the commissioner of the NFL in the next 10 years. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, like, I mean, he's that kind of guy.
1: Yeah, the dude isn't just going to be, like, floating and doing nothing. Like, he's going to have another job. He's going to have a career
0: yeah i mean i it, it wouldn't shock me if he ends up being the commissioner of the league if he ends up i mean a lot of people said he retired and is probably going to end up running you know helping his dad run the xfl or being involved in the xfl Um, uh, you know he's kind of come out and said that he is going to take some time off travel the world typical stuff right he and his wife but you know that's 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 a couple months journey. That's not something that you do for years at a time. So, um, we will definitely see Andrew Luck somewhere again. I don't I don't know that he goes into coaching, but I, I guarantee you he pops up in the front office or in the league office or with the XFL in some capacity. Yeah, dude'll fall on his feet. And he gave the coast the money
1: back yeah. and they know how much money he saved. Dude'll have a job. He's like Peyton Manny. Um Yeah, he he's like Peyton man. He'll he'll have Plenty of opportunities. Quarterback isn't his last stop. You can't say that for a lot of players. A lot of players don't have other opportunities out there. They don't have just defined roles where they can go into. Even like a Rob Grinkowski. If Rob wanted to get into the booth on Monday night football, I guarantee you he can take Booger's place tomorrow. Cause Booger's ass. Couldn't be much worse. <laughs> Booger is terrible.
0: So yeah, I mean I, um, I but you know what, man, I will say this. Fans booing him. That was that was one of the most despicable things I've seen in a while and you know even from even that's even with me talking to a Philadelphia Eagles fan right hey, now but that hey, watch was yourself. that was disgusting you know you guys in Indianapolis have had you know damn near third what 22 years of great quarterback play and, you know, what we'll gives you the right to boo this man? I'm going to tell you and what gives him call the right, him because they're, they're and, paying and, and their again, money too. Stuff though. like that.
1: So that's, a, that's the one thing. They're What's paying their money. So if Andrew Luck, they knew what, they know what the team was when Andrew Luck set out the whole season, right? And a lot of these people, mm-hmm. especially at a preseason game, has probably already played, paid for season tickets, so, you already got your money committed in. You think you're going to have a winning team. And then you find out that your starting quarterback retires. I'm not saying it's right. You know, say, oh, I got blood, sweat, and tears and all that. Yes, that's the player standpoint. The fan standpoint is, I've been feeding you motherfuckers money for like 10 years. I expect a winning product to be put on the. F- they're, still a, they're still in the service industry. Whether we like it or not. Yes, they're human beings. Yes, they're on the field. Yes, they're playing a sport. But they're still in a service industry. And that's a product that's being put on the field. So. If the best part of the product is going to retire two weeks before the season, like let me know that before I re up my season tickets. I would feel some type of way too. I'm not saying I agree with booing, but I'm saying if everyone's just jumping on the bed, ring, oh that's disgusting. Like they found this out mid preseason game. You know what I mean? How would you feel?
0: I don't care. I'm not. I'm not booing my franchise quarterback. Well, oh, he's not your franchise quarterback. Without, he just retired. Yeah, but without Andrew Luck. The Colts have never will never be heard from again. You know, do you realize how? I'm not talking about the future. I just mean, do you realize how bad the fucking Colts were that he took the play? Yeah, but I'm saying that that was a year that
1: people felt like they were tanking to get him. He's not the quarterback. That's like he's not the god quarterback for them. Because you're right. They've had a they had riches. They had Peyton Manning. So he's being compared to Peyton Manning. He was the the rebound from Peyton Manning. So they're not.
0: They had Jim Harbaugh before yeah. that. Let's yeah, not but forget. I'm saying
1: most recently, that's what they remember. That's what most people in like this decade and this generation remembers. They remember. Um, they remember Peyton Manning. So when everybody said, oh, you booing Andrew Luck, you wouldn't be here, there, there. They're not even thinking about Andrew Luck because they thought Andrew Luck was the second coming of Peyton Manning. And he never really lived up to that. So when they're booing. They're kind of booing like, hey, you never lived up to what we ever thought you were going to be. And you're retiring early. We still have faith that you could someday reach that plateau because Peyton Manning had these same faults. And we thought that you were going to come into your own and reach this plateau. But you're quitting on us.
0: That's how the fans feel. Hard to live up. Hard to live up when you're getting your ass beat 24-7 every time you're on the field. Yeah, but the
1: fans aren't managing the team either. That's fair
0: think the, the anger is misplaced I mean, maybe i mean that's uh, true i'm just saying we can't just
1: totally discount and go full you know all oh, the fans are this that and the other because the fans are disappointed because they're paying for a product if you're paying for season tickets and you had to pay for your events and they're advertising towards you saying andrew luck is going to return we got all these weapons we're going to do this that and the other and then he retires two weeks before the season starts And they've been telling you that it's like an ankle injury and he's going to be ready for week one. I'm pretty sure on, like, Friday they were saying Andrew Luck should still be good for week one. And then in the middle of a preseason game on Saturday, they're like, ah, nah, he's just good. I feel some type of way.
0: Yeah. Well, it's unfortunate. But I think people are sleeping on Jacoby Brissett. I, and i'm not talking about from a fantasy standpoint i i do think that he is a serviceable quarterback in this league now do i know how good he can be no because you know in 2017 didn't look great but the man got there you know two weeks before the season started and he was learning a crazy ass offense under a terrible coach um now he's been there for two years now um you know has, has some starts under his belt I think that, and, and he actually has weapons. I mean, let's not forget that Colts, the, the Colts do have a great offensive line now. They've got weapons on the outside. Um, we'll see how good Marlon Mack actually is. They've got some, some uh, players on defense. I still think this team could go either way. It's now, now instead of, you know, we know Andrew Luck's going to get them here or there, it's well, how good is Jacoby Brissett going to be? Because this team could still make the playoffs.
1: I don't think Andrew Luck does this if Jacoby Brissett um, Brissett isn't showing things that makes everyone comfortable. Like, I don't think Andrew Luck is the type of guy of, like, we're just going to leave you. Like, if they didn't have a Jacoby Brissett in place, I don't think Andrew Luck does that. I think he's just that type of guy. I think he's watching the practices. He's seeing things just like the coaching staff is saying, man, Jacoby Brissett is good. And he's been doing it since last year. If you remember at the beginning of this offseason, the GM said they wouldn't trade him for nothing more than, like, you you know, an, an amazing offer. And this is before Andrew Luck was even injured or anything. They were saying that they wouldn't trade this dude, and everyone thought it was kind of crazy. I feel like this has been on Andrew Luck's mind for a while. I don't think this caught the Colts off guard. I think Andrew Luck, I think it's conceivable that Andrew Luck probably talked about this you know in advance to this season maybe last season when he was hurt and he was rehabbing from his injuries Andrew Luck has discussed this with the Colts before because everything that the management has said has they traded for they traded for Jacoby Prescott they refused to trade him or take any offers for him they just turned down offers i believe that they they've known that Andrew Luck was going to have a short career span they may maybe they didn't think it would be this year but they knew it was soon because of the, all of their actions, and I don't think they would have done this if they didn't see something from Jacoby. I like Jacoby. I'm not saying that he can't be a quality starting quarterback. I take him over Kirk Cousins right now, and I ain't even seen him play four or sixteen games. I'll take him over Case Keenum right now. There's a bunch of quarterbacks that I take Jacoby over right now. I'm just saying he's not special like Andrew Luck, but I think he provides a safety net for Andrew Luck to say I can walk around, I can walk away from the game, and think the Colts are in
0: good shape. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, week three, of the preseason in the books. I don't really want to talk about preseason. I'm over the preseason. Worst preseason um, ever. God. Uh, and then week, you know, we're in week four. Good night, man. <laughs> uh, I know. I said last week we got to figure something out and maybe keep the forget. But nah, no, definitely not. I'm this done. is terrible, bro.
1: So, so you want to talk about Joe Johnson uh, winning the MVP, of the big three, or are we just gonna go straight into? Uh, what we're gonna go in big three basketball tournament? Who's in the playoffs?
0: Triplets. Playing. I was actually hoping we were gonna talk about Venus beating or uh, Serena beating the hell out of uh, Maria Sharapova for the 19th straight time, and they you know been trying to hail that as a rivalry. That um, is. And actually, on a serious note, you see her husband throwing shade at at uh, at Maria Sharapova. Nah, it. So, I guess Maria Sharapova a couple years ago. um, took some shots at serena saying that uh she thinks serena hates her and then she started playing a video online you know mariah carey's obsessed uh, and so serena's husband uh at the match today after serena beat the hell out of her um wore a dare uh, t-shirt <laughs> which you 90s babies remember um is uh, basically a say no to drugs t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> and he had it covered the entire time until the end where he unzipped his jacket and exposed the dare t-shirt because Maria Sharapova had been suspended for two years for doping so uh, I like I, just some real ultimate pettiness I, going on in tennis and I'm here I for like it. the rich elite shade you know <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. they, just, yeah, subtle. just subtle they put a little thought into it you know <laughs> you know I'm, I'm, I'm for it but um uh, yeah, man. So let's get to some college football. We had uh, Miami versus Florida, uh, number eight Florida, by the way. Who you and I both talked about last week as being uh, we, uh, as far as the top ten went. I think we both raised our eyebrows at Florida, and um, once again we proved to know what we were talking about because Florida. I, I know it's the first game, but man, that was a hideous game. Hideous. Hideous. I don't want to. I don't,
1: don't want to make too many bold predictions because I'm gonna hold off because there's a possibility. And it might just be because that was the first football I've seen in months that both of those teams are really good and have really good defenses and they made the offensive look bad. There's that possibility. I'm not saying that that's true, but there's a possibility that both defenses made the offenses look really bad and both of those teams could be really good. Now, if Miami proves not to be good and to be trash, then you'll be correct. I just don't want to make that. You know, bold prediction, week zero of the season with only like two games on. Because both of those defenses looked really fast. Miami made a bunch of turnovers. I didn't really like Franks. I really didn't like, I don't even know what, Williams or something? Miami's quarterbacks?
0: Yeah, but you know what, Frank started off looking good, but then he got cocky. He got arrogant, and they humbled his ass at the end of the but game. But the skill
1: players were really making the plays for him. Like, you know, the short passes, they were really making something out of nothing. That's why I'm saying I don't know if it's the defenses. This These teams might be really good. That's all I'm saying. Before we pass judgment, I need to see both Florida and Miami play again because there's a chance that both of these teams are really good and they just look shitty because the defense is really good. There's a possibility out there of that.
0: But I, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that it was game one. Um, you know, it 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 was a competitive game, but, man, towards the end, it was God-awful to watch. It was just bad football. I, I personally think uh, Miami should have won that game. They, I,
1: I agree with you. And if, if Miami uh, would have won that game, that would have been way bigger for Miami because they would have had a lot more room to recover. They're already going to have that just because they played the eighth team and they played them closely. So they're going to get some benefit of the doubt. But being in a um, – being in the conference that they are with Clemson, they really needed to win that game to get them get themselves on the board, get themselves some leeway. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't think, I, I just looking, I just don't feel like Miami's a bad team. I don't feel like Florida's a bad team. They have some weapons, and I think both defenses are pretty good. That's why I want to see them against other competition, because both of those defenses looked really, really fast. Like, really fast.
0: Well, now, that is true. The, the defense, especially in the first half. Well, actually, in the first, in the first quarter, <laughs> it looked like nobody wanted to play defense. But that that does come with, um, you know, the rust in its first game of the season, the nerves. But uh, second quarter and, and through the rest of the game, the defense is really just to turning around. So, um, yeah, uh, again, I, I, we talked about it last week. I don't think Florida's a top-ten team at the moment. Um mm-hmm. And they didn't play like a top 10 team, but yeah, you know, it's the first game. You can write a lot of that. Stuff well, off. let me clarify. I don't um, think any team
1: is either one of those are top 10 teams. I'm just saying, I think they're better than being isolated as a. Oh, excuse me. I think they're better than being isolated as the only games on that week. So we can kind of really nitpick their performances. You know what I mean? But neither team, nah, these both, both of these teams are Florida at best, maybe a BCS bowl team, but they're not like a college football playoff team, in my opinion.
0: No, I'd agree with you. And can we talk about, I mean, so we can get to the Arizona-Hawaii game, which actually turned out to be a pretty entertaining game towards the end, came within a a yard of Khalil Tate um, running damn near the length, what was it, like a 40-yard run that... That was stopped at the 1-yard line? I was so mad at him. Dude, if he didn't
1: run to the left and try to avoid contact and just put his head down. Oh, yeah, dude was getting at the 5-yard yeah. line. If he just dipped and put his head down full momentum, he had a better chance of getting in and just making that ball cross the plane and trying to avoid. But then again, this is a quarterback.
0: Get to the pylon. When he cut it in left, uh, that's exactly what I said. I was like, man, if he cut that to the pylon, like you said, put your head down and try or to dive it, for the it, pylon. Yeah, you're in. right.
1: Go to right and then dive and try to hit the pile line.
0: Yeah, he went the exact <laughs> wrong way in the middle of the field where he had nowhere to go and where everyone was chasing him from. So, um, but you know what, it, it, he 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 did what he had to do. Um, it wasn't a great game uh, for him, but it, you know, and I keep hearing this, Khalil Tate, he's healthy, he could win the Heisman. Uh, you know, Kevin Sumlin, you know, is the perfect coach for him, and he might be. He might be um, because. Uh, you know he's that that dual threat quarterback that Kevin Sumlin loves, kind of like he he had with Johnny Manziel. What was that big ass dude after him? I don't remember him. Uh, I know you're talking about. I don't remember his uh, name. Big old dude. I mean, just this big freaking monster. This cat was like six five. He might be a tight end running around here somewhere, but uh, but that, that he is a quarterback that Kevin Sumlin t- uh typically likes. So that's exciting. Uh, but right, I mean, they wouldn't have been in that position
1: if he wouldn't have threw a horrible pick <laughs> in the red zone. So. On one hand, yeah, he's really great with his legs, but I don't know if i put him in Heisman Kennedy's territory because they literally lost to Hawaii because of him. I mean, they got back in the game because of him, too, but they wouldn't have been in that position if down three, he wouldn't have threw that pick in the red zone. He threw a horrible pick in the red zone to make them... So you know what this means. Uh, what? It's time
0: to bust out the Brett Ah, uh, Gunslinger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so coming up this week and correct me if i'm wrong man the past few years we've had some great opening weekend matchups uh i know we've had you know asu texas a&m usc um alabama uh what the hell happened this weekend i know we've got a bunch of games basically starting from thursday going all the way to monday but uh this is a real poo-poo platter of games Yeah, I
1: could make some, like, real prolific statements about why and the strength of schedule and Georgia not getting in with two tough losses and Auburn not getting in with two tough losses. When it comes down to these schedules are made, like, 10 years ahead of time. I just think that the shit didn't play out (laughs) like that. I mean, there's not any, like, real great matchups, but, I mean, there are some matchups that I can see if they were made five or six years ago that this may have been, like, an exciting matchup. You know what I mean? So, I think that's just what it is. Sometimes it's hit or miss. You got a lot of these games scheduled so far ahead of time. You don't know what these teams are going to be when they when it actually comes to fruition. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that Michigan state Tulsa was ever going to be a good game. I'm not saying that. But I just think there's some games yeah. on the schedule where you look and you look back like five, six years ago, you
0: say, uh, you know, I can see that. You know what I mean? So, Thursday night, the only game of note. Is probably going to be Georgia. Um, Clemson versus Georgia Tech,
1: which is which, sneaky because that triple option first game of the season can always sneak a team.
0: Yeah, depends uh, on it. It yeah. always
1: depends on how good Georgia Tech's quarterback is at the. And I don't know who their quarterback is. I hadn't looked. I haven't done any research. But I know with that triple option with Georgia Tech, it all depends on how good that quarterback is.
0: Yeah, and then Friday you just you have the ultimate poo-poo platter of games. I mean, there's nothing even worth <laughs> talking about. I mean, Wisconsin, South Florida. I mean, I guessed uh, Oregon State, Oklahoma State, maybe. Um, I feel like I Saturday, feel like that game
1: yeah. right there, that Oregon State Oklahoma State game, was a game that was scheduled a long time ago that was supposed to be
0: that I would a agree good with. Game. So I'm actually not that upset because your boy is going to be in Mexico this weekend, and now I know that I don't really have to like be near a TV because ain't shit going on I was gonna take the laptop well we we have a TV in the place but watch the Razorback game but uh now that I know I don't really I mean you know what is kind of intriguing for Saturday Florida Atlantic and Ohio State just because Lane Kiffin entertains me and it could I I think Ohio State is probably gonna beat the brakes off these boys but it could I mean, you never know with Lane Kiffin; these cat it could be a close game. But their quarterback <laughs> so, uh, um, is a is a
1: four four star, I believe He's the one that transferred from Oklahoma. Um,
0: if there's one thing Lane Kiffin can do, it's recruit. Yeah, um, and I, I mean, I actually think Lane Kiffin's a, a good coach. I just think he's a massive prick, but um, and that rubs people the wrong way, obviously. But um, he can coach; he can recruit his ass off. So somebody, um, I mean, that's, you know, that's but a, he's that's, not going to have the talent. Yeah, there's
1: going to gonna be. be a couple of kids in that. I mean, I, I, quite a few. That this is like their second or third year in his system. They're dangerous, and you gotta remember Ohio State is coming with a quarterback change. No one knows what Justin Fields is really gonna do with full reigns. I don't know what his accuracy is, I don't know what he's gonna be um coming, you know, replacing Dwayne Haskins. So and they lost a lot on that receiving court it's not a given that Ohio State yeah they have a ton of talent there but it's not a given that Ohio State's just not going to fall off I mean Tate Martell went to Miami and got beat out he's playing receiver or something and that was supposed to be the dude that was playing Haskins I don't know what they have in a the cupboard there so and they lost two defensive coordinators right they lost um, Ginrich and the uh, dude uh, alcoholic what's his name
0: ah alcohol
1: yeah the defensive coordinator that was supposed to go to tennessee
0: but was he, was he in alcohol i thought he was just uh no he was wasn't he shoving kids in coffins or something Shoving just, kids in coffins i, I think doing.
1: we way off track
0: <laughs> no he because he was at yeah Rutgers Rutgers. And he was yeah, fucking around that's yeah, he did something egregious i can't remember what it was at, right now though, i thought yeah, it was something tennessee like
1: alcohol at it. a bar like being public drunk or something
0: Nah, it was worse mm. than that. He got, because he got fired from, it was Greg Ciano. Yeah. He got fired from records for something. Or was it? Because he did end up in Tampa Bay. Hell, I don't yeah. know. Anyways, uh, I, mean, I feel like coach. they lost
1: two defensive coordinators. I just don't know for sure. So that is an entertaining game. Um, you never, just never know what Lane Kip is going to bring. Maybe Florida Atlantic's good this year. Maybe they get blown out for 40. Who knows? <laughs> you know?
0: The. The only game of real note Saturday is going to be Oregon and Auburn. Um, You know, repeat of the 2013 National Championship game, I believe. Was that the Cam Newton game? Um, So we'll get to see. With Casey Matthews at the linebacker?
1: I said, wasn't that that the Cam Newton with Casey Matthews at the linebacker? Yep.
0: Casey Matthews. Man. Oh, was that 2011? That was 2011. Damn. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, because Cam got drafted. Chip Kelly 11, drafted so. Casey
1: Matthews like he was the second coming of Clay. I think Casey Matthews ruined Clay Matthews' career. Clay Matthews hadn't been the same <laughs> since Casey went in the league for three years.
0: <laughs> so Oregon Auburn potentially good matchup. Justin Herbert could potentially be the number one quarterback taken in next year's Yuck. NFL draft. Would have been. Um, so they say the number one quarterback taken in this year's draft, but decided to go back to school. Mm-hmm. So um, that looks like the only game of note on Saturday, and then Sunday, Houston Oklahoma could end up being a good matchup, um, a sneaky good. Good, you never know with uh with with Houston. I know it's first year under, under Dana Holgerson, um, but you know Oklahoma's ranked number four, and they always have talent. So, uh, and you're the resident Oklahoma fan. So how do you see this game going? I mean. I
1: mean, Reese. before like today of me reading articles, I thought that this should be an easy game for Oklahoma. Now I'm a bit concerned because I keep reading these articles about their quarterback. I think his name is like Derek King or something like that. But the dude they are saying is supposed to be the most explosive offensive weapon in college football. I don't have any information on him besides what I read today. But if what they are saying about him is true then he could give Oklahoma some trouble because they've had trouble with, you know, explosive quarterbacks like that in the past. Now, if he can't complete passes, it doesn't matter because Oklahoma's defense, pass defense is usually trash. So that's my biggest concern. If we can score points with Houston, then we should be good. But the fact that that quarterback could be a dangerous offensive weapon has me concerned, I don't know until I see the dude because I've never seen him play.
0: And then on uh, Monday you've got Louisville Notre Dame. Um, Notre Dame's ranked number nine. Louisville is not ranked at all. And they fired. Did they fire Bob Petrino?
1: Louisville, I believe so.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. they did. So it would be the first year under their new head coach, whomever that may be. I don't follow Louisville football. That. That's the problem with college football. When you try and break it down, there's just so much shit you gotta know, and you just can't be an expert on college football. I'm well, the first, I'm sorry. the
1: first step to being an expert on college football
0: is you have to care.
1: And I don't care about all these schools. That's the biggest
0: problem. <laughs> I mean, that's how I am. If it ain't the SEC or really a major school, I'm not interested. In I'm it. almost ready to stop covering uh, so, the Pac-12
1: altogether because they've been terrible for a long time. I think they need a good year this year. I don't see it. Me either. Uh, they need it. But I don't, I don't know, it. man. It could be competitive so, with Arizona. You know, Tate, I really liked what I saw from Tate. Besides that interception, mm-hmm. He looked mm-hmm, explosive. Mm-hmm. He got the the potential number one pick in the draft from Oregon. You know, Washington always seems to be good. They got, what, Eason from Georgia, who was a solid solid starting quarterback from the SEC. I mean, there's some potential there.
0: I'm not buying Washington that. State. But we'll see. So, let's get to the NFL, man. We got... AFC West, AFC West breakdowns today. No, you couldn't wait to get to that, huh? We've gotten you guys this far. I said you couldn't wait to get to that, huh? Well, you know, (laughs) it's just time, okay? We say the best for last. Um, And here we are. Um, There's going to be some some surprises. Hopefully we've given y'all some good fantasy advice. Um, But let's get to it. In the AFC West, you've got the Denver Broncos, Kansas City Chiefs, Los Angeles Chargers, and the Oakland-Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I don't really know what to make of this division. I think the Broncos are grade-A trash, uh, and I think that they will finish last in the division, but I, I can't say that for certain because that defense under Vic Fangio could be legit, and they could be a tough out year week-in, week-out, so... Um, I don't know what to make of the Chargers missing Melvin Gordon because while they do typically win without him, they haven't started a season without him in a while. I think the Chiefs are going to be good. Um, I think the Chiefs can win the Super Bowl. As much as I hate to say that, Uh, Patrick Mahomes, I I man, it's going to be tough to live up to that year he had last year. But the Chiefs are good, and you know, it's hard for me to see anybody but the Chiefs win that division. Um and then you've got the Raiders and I know a lot of people think the Raiders are going to be 4 and 12. I think the Raiders can win 7 games. I think they could win 8 games. I think they could fight for a wild card spot. But I also think that the Raiders could win 5 or 6 games because they have a brutal schedule and this Antonio Brown thing could absolutely sink them. So this division is kind of hard to read, man. Like I just I don't really know which way to go, but if I had to guess, if I had if I had if you put a gun to my head, I'm gonna say it's gonna go Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. I think is how it'll finish. Yeah, I disagree with you about most of that shit. The Broncos, like I was con like, I'm out
1: on Broncos offense, but shit, I watched Bradley Chubb. <laughs> I know it was a preseason game, but man, that du- that dude was totally disruptive. That defense is is really, really good. And one thing about Joe Flacco is when he has a really good defense, he can sustain the offense. If you're going into a year expecting Joe Flacco to, like, carry a team and beat Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady, that's not what Joe Flacco does. But Joe, Joe Flacco can be safe, be a great game manager, and make the big plays when needed. And I think that offense is just good enough to sustain that defense. I mean, I think they're going to focus more on the run because they got a defensive-minded head coach. I think they're going to use Royce Freeman a little bit more. Those schemes are going to be a little bit more Royce Freeman friendly. I don't think they're going to go a lot of, you know, four wide receiver sets. I don't think they're going to do a ton of three wide receiver sets. Emmanuel Sanders looks like he's back healthy. That's That's a big deal. I don't like Cortland Sutton, but he should be good. And I love Deshaun Hamilton. I just think this team is going to be way better than people think because I think the defense is going to be a nightmare every week, every week. So I like I like Denver. I don't like Denver to win because I think that even though I believe Patrick Mahomes will take a step back, but because this is kind of his sophomore year because he had a red shirt year, once they get film on quarterbacks, they kind of can make it more disruptive. I don't think Tyreek Hill is going to be the weapon that he was last year. Don't love the other receivers supporting the Chiefs. And um, they don't really – I don't love the running game. There's a lot of things about this offense that I don't really like. They have Kels. Don't tell fancy football Yeah, but, I that. mean, that's the thing. Everyone thinks – and the one thing about the NFL is – The team that dominated the year before is not always the team that comes back. You only see that with the Patriots. Every other team always takes a step back, like almost always take a step back. Even when the Seahawks are going in consecutive years, they struggle to start that season out. You know what I mean? It's like once NFL defensive coordinators get film on you and they know what you do and they know what you want to do. Then they can kind of slow that down. And I don't I even with the trade of that uh pass rusher for the Chiefs, I don't believe those cornerbacks are good enough for the Chiefs to sustain, because I don't think that offense is gonna be as explosive as it was. I think the Chiefs take a step back. I like the Chargers, but I don't like the Chargers enough to just like go all in. Keenan Allen just had like leg surgery. I think Durwin uh who did James play for? Durren James? Derwin James. He plays for the Chargers, Chargers, right? He's out. Um, mm-hmm. you got Melvin Gordon with his issues. I don't really believe in Austin Eckler. Phillip Rivers is 127 years old with 19 kids. I just feel like all those fluids leaving your body has to take some energy out of your soul. So I just think he's gonna take a step back. I'm going with the Broncos to win the division. I know it's a long shot. I'm going Broncos, oh, I'm going Chiefs, Chargers, and I'm going Raiders. But the Chargers might be like 10 and 6, 9 and 7. Enough to be compete for the wild card, but I'm definitely going Broncos to win this division. I think Flacco's a big deal. I think that's a big difference just to have a capable quarterback with that, with that defense, and having Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay and running the ball 35 to 40 times a game and trying for the big plays with Emmanuel Sanders.
0: I'm going to disconcert. <laughs> um, yeah. I think the Broncos are the worst team that I just I don't trust that offense at all. I, I that first of all, one thing that you did not state is that offensive line is no good, um, and they they're gonna have some issues moving the ball. I, I think that offense is gonna have some serious issues because of that offensive line. Um, we'll see what that running game becomes. I'm not convinced Philip Lindsay is great. Uh, I mean, I know he had a great year last year, but. Little dudes like that typically don't don't. I mean, he's truly an anomaly in history. Well, Royce Freeman
1: an could break out.
0: I mean, he could. But I've also seen Royce Freeman get chased down by linemen. This so, is true. Um, <laughs> you know, so I, I I don't think that that he's special. I don't think he's great. I do like Cortland Sutton. I, hate um, Cortland Sutton. I like Emmanuel Sanders coming off an Achilles. Though you never know. Although in the preseason he does look explosive. Um, and then uh, Deshaun Hamilton, I like him as well. And you know, uh, Joe Flacco does have the big arm to get to stretch the ball down the field. I am, I, and I'm, I will not argue about that defense. That defense is for real. But I am not sold on that. bro offense. Bradley uh, Chubb and Von Miller is going to be a
1: nightmare. You know the secondary is oh, always going to be, be legit,
0: but man,
1: yeah. Chubb and Von Miller from both sides
0: nightmare, man. I mean, their defensive line is good. I'm not sure that their secondary is great. Chris Harris is getting older, and I I like Chris Harris Jr. a lot, but I can't name anyone else in that secondary, can you? But does it matter when you only got two seconds to throw it? Uh, if you have two seconds to throw it there's a lot of good offense. the The Chiefs have a good offensive line the Raiders have a good offensive line and the Chargers have a good hey, offensive we line see. I'm, I'm so. just, hey, we
1: don't have to agree on everything I'm just saying I'm going out on a limb and saying the Broncos are going to win a division and a surprise I think the Chargers got too much going on I don't think the Chiefs I think people are overlooking that the Chiefs they had some shit going on this offseason that people are just brushing over and I don't like the Raiders I think there's a like Stat that everybody on hard knocks <laughs> finishes with like four wins, I don't like that.
0: So, oh yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm not, I'm not saying the Raiders are going to the playoffs. I, I, what I'm saying is I could see them fighting for a wild card spike, I could see them win the seven games. I could see them win the six games, five games. I think four is a little low for them. Um, because one thing that's being overlooked is they do have talent. The biggest, the biggest thing about the Raiders right now is that schedule is brutal brutal um but they they the raiders really did improve their team um both offensively and defensively so while i think that they're probably going to be closer to that six seven range team i think they'll be better than denver i like i said at the end of the day while that that broncos defense may be good that uh that broncos offense is Lesson inspiring. I don't know. I think you got to give it a chance. But
1: let's look at the fantasy impact. Who are your fantasy impact players and who would you stay away from in the AFC West?
0: i want nothing to do with the Denver Broncos offense. All together? Um, All together. Uh, outside of Cortland Sutton, I want yeah, nothing to do with offense. the one of I wouldn't offense. touch. Uh, see? Yeah. I mean, but the fact that, the, that there's no consensus on that, I, I want nothing to do with that offense. Uh, I I know it's going to be a homer pick, but I actually think Josh Jacobs is going to be a a really good back. He didn't play much in the preseason, but he showed that he is going to be a competent running back Um, with his cutbacks and the way that line blocks for him is is going to be um, important. I I, I like Josh Jacobs. I also – I don't want anything to do with the Kansas City Chiefs backfield, to be honest with you. Uh, I like Darwin Thompson out of both of those running backs. I am not sold. I had a guy talking to me today, talking about he had both, <laughs> he had both uh, running backs in fantasy like he had Larry Johnson and Priest Holmes back there, <laughs> but uh, I'm not sold on that backfield. Um, and then for the Chargers, I like Hunter Henry, um, another homer pick because of the Arkansas Razorback ties. I always like Keenan Allen if he's healthy. Um but that backfield outside of Melvin Gordon, I want no issues with.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I actually like receivers on bad teams. And as I just said, I think the Raiders are going to be a bad team. I don't, And I'm not going with Antonio Brown. I like Tyrell Williams. I think he's going to be a sneaky pick up in fantasy leagues. People are going to catch on late. But I've seen a couple of, you know, some stuff from him. I just think that I don't know if A.B. is going to be as consistent. I think A.B. is getting up in age. I don't think he has the same chemistry with Ben. I'm not saying Ben made his career. I think they made each other's career. But it's a lot to be said for a player that you grew up with. I mean, came up in the league with and you kind of know each other. I don't think Carr is going to have that same chemistry. But Tyrell Williams is a big target. And I really like And I, I like agree. players when they're going to be down a lot, in my opinion. I think Tyrell Williams is going to get a lot of, lot of unpasses. Um, I think he's going to be the touchdown target in the red zone. Um, so I really like Tyrell Williams from the writers from a fantasy standpoint. You can get him very late in the drafts. I don't even know if
0: people are drafting him at all. Um, another. I like Derek Carr this year uh, from a fantasy standpoint. If if you're in a bind, I'm not saying go draft him. Um, but as a streamer and a guy who could, who you can start a couple weeks, I actually like Derek Carr in fantasy this year. I, I think he's going to yeah, have a good year. Yeah, I
1: mean, and then um, on the flip side of that, I mean, I agree with you on Hunter Henry. <laughs> Another guy I like, I like Mike Williams. I like Mike Williams from the Chargers. He started to kind of show some stuff last year. Um, If you guys remember, at Clemson, this dude was a monster in that championship game, just making incredible catch after incredible catch. He suffered from some injuries early on with the Chargers. I think this is his first full offseason, healthy with the Chargers. Big target. Phillip, um, Phillip Rivers loved big targets. And he has some speed. I I think Mike Williams is due for a breakout year. Towards the end of the season, he starts showing some flashes. But this is going to be his first full offseason with Phillip Rivers. Um, Keenan Allen had ankle surgery. He hadn't been in camp. And let's be honest, Phillip Rivers don't have a lot of weapons on that offense. And they've been looking for a second receiver forever. I think that with the addition of Hunter Henry, and even Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson taking some pressure off of them, I really like mike williams as a receiver um and then for my last pick stay away from the chiefs i don't want no chiefs i don't want tyreek hill i don't want McCole hartman i don't want damian williams i don't want nobody except patrick mahomes that's it it's not patrick mahomes I'm not taking him, and I'm not taking Patrick Mahomes at his ADP. People are drafting Patrick Mahomes in the first or second round. There's no way in hell I'm taking a quarterback in the first or second round. So I stay away from. Yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah, insane. I stay away from all Chiefs. Let other people think they're so smart and use their hindsight to jump up and get Damian Williams and all these people. I had Andy Breed with the with the Eagles for years. Damian Williams. and I had Damian Williams at, at OU. Damian Williams is not a Kareem Hunt. Believe me, <laughs> Darwin Thompson. But he's
0: being drafted. I know. Like Darwin
1: saying. Thompson is not Kareem Hunt. And if they are not Kareem Hunt, if they're not explosive, if they're, you're not a LaShawn McCoy, if you're not explosive, he is going to go committee. And he does not like to run unless he has to. They are not running that ball unless there's somebody dynamic. Now, everyone. The only plus is both of those cats can catch. But,
0: yeah, I, I count me out of anything in that cheese.
1: Not at what too. they're going for. I mean, if you're telling me you could get no. Damian Williams in, like, the third round. Okay. Dudes are drafting him in, like, the first High second. You can get Dalvin Cook. Nah, I'm not taking no Damian yeah. Williams and an Andy Reid. You can get Devontae Freeman yeah. in those rounds. There's way Bro, too many I'll take, I'll take David Montgomery over Damian Williams in an Andy Reid offense. Nah, I'll pass. I'd probably take Josh Jacobs or Miles Sanders yeah. before I took uh, nah, Damian Williams, to be nah, honest. I'll one. pass. I could be wrong, but I'll pass. No way I'm risking my first or second round pick on a Damian Williams.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. That I mean, it, no way at, at all. There, there's too many feature backs that I know are gonna have carved out roles that that are gonna be full time starters. Healthy, I want nothing to do with that. And back. I
1: know what happens if they're not getting five yards in ex, explosive plays. I know Andy Reid's gonna do at one point in time. Andy Reid had Deuce McAllister. I mean not Deuce McAllister. Uh, Deuce Staley, um, Corey Bowcaller, and Brian Westbrook. And Brian Westbrook had to fight to start. <laughs> like he had to prove himself for like a year and a half, so nah, I'll pass.
0: So let's get to the NFC West. This should be an interesting division. You got division. the lowly, you got the lowly Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray that are absolute butt. Although Kyler Murray made some throws in the preseason, man, that man. If he if he has time, I if mean, he has time uh, is the keywords. <laughs> if he has time because that line is piss poor. Uh, You've got the Los Angeles Rams. you got the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. Um, we don't need to talk much about the Cardinals. I think they're going to stink. I think that they're going to be the number one pick in the draft, number two pick somewhere in that neighborhood. I think Cliff Kingsbury is fired. Hey, hey, Rangers. hey. Miami uh, Dolphins is going for that number one pick. And they have been vocal <laughs> about it. Uh, they are. But um I think the Rams are going to win this division. I don't know I don't really know what to make of the Seahawks and 49ers. Um if you had to put a gun to my head, I'd say Seattle is probably going to be number 2, could probably fight for the number 1 spot cuz that defense is underrated and you know, I think they have the best quarterback in that division. Um the 49ers, man, I don't really know what to make yeah. of them. I I really don't. Um they've got a lot of young cats on that team. Garoppolo has been the second coming and obviously got paid for, you know, winning five or six games. And before he got hurt, what did he get hurt in the first week last year or was it the second? Jimmy Garoppolo? Nah, yeah. He
1: got hurt in, like, week four or five. It was late in the season. It wasn't like
0: week one. I think it was. But either way, he didn't look great last year. Oh, no, he I'm was terrible he in those pre-season. first, like, three weeks. Yeah, so um, I I'm not I'm not – Sold on Garoppolo. Um, I'm not sold on their weapons uh, at any position, really, on, on the offensive Somebody side. Somebody of called on porn um, star Jimmy. Not... <laughs> 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 oh, that's great. And she wasn't even a good looking porn no. star. Uh, I don't know. What to, I don't. I don't really know much about their defense. Um, I'm, I'm kind of out on the 49ers. Um, for me, this division comes down to the Rams and the Seahawks, per usual yeah yeah. i mean
1: i'm just kind of hesitant just to go with the you know the standard pick of like the rams won last year so they're gonna win it this year they won the last two years in a row um I, I for some reason there's no really good reason for this um i just like the seahawks this year i just i i like i like i think yeah, i think underrated. they're underrated I think they're that team. They're kind of like the Baltimore Ravens. No one ever wants to pick the Ravens to win the division just because of their style of play. They're old school football. If they're going to run it 35, 40 times a game. It's not going to be super flashy. I, I really like I think now that they know, like they're not waiting for these receivers to come back. Uh, I think the retirement of, give me his name, I forgot. Um, Doug, Doug Baldwin, Baldwin does wonders for them. They knew in training camp. What they had, I know. Tyler Lock is going to be the number one guy. Um, they got Will Disley coming. Will Disley coming back. I think that's going to be big for him because early in the season he made a lot of big plays for Russell Wilson. Um, Russell Wilson just knows how to make plays He's going to run around He's going to be a nightmare for defenses He's going to find open players And if these receivers just know to get open He doesn't have a number one receiver anymore He may have DK Metcalf that can stretch the field And the other receivers Your job is just to find an open spot and get open And Russell Wilson is going to make plays I think that defense is going to be better I hate Jared Goff I mean, I don't like him I don't think he's a great quarterback Um, I think that he's Working his way into being overpaid in a Blake Bortles type style. I don't know what the hell is going on with Todd Gurley. I mean, a lot of their success is because Todd Gurley, which has been so dominant over the last two years. Do we know that Todd Gurley is going to be back to the old Todd Gurley? No. Do you believe in Daryl Henderson? I don't. Robert Woods, does that do anything for you? Not really. You know what I'm saying? I just, I don't. I mean, they should have a good defense. Their defense should be good. But I like Seattle to win this division. I don't think that the Rams are going to fall all the way off, of course. I think they're going to be 10-6. and six. I think they'll finish second. Cardinals are going to be ass. And 49ers are just going to be a little bit better than ass because they have a really good defensive line. And I think their secondary is okay. But the defensive line is really, really good. I really like their defensive line. I don't believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. And then, on top of that, they don't really have any good receivers. People try to make all these receivers good. Like, oh, Dante and Oh, they got deep Dante, but he didn't play most last year. He Mm -hmm. was a rookie. And then they got got Debo Samuel. Blah, blah, blah. They ain't got no receivers. George Kittle obviously is legit. George Kittle got like 870 targets last year. If your tight end is Mm -hmm. getting that many targets, then your offense isn't that good. Point blank, period.
0: Now, I mean, they were playing with C.J. Beathard, but, you know, what can he mm-hmm. do? Yeah, but is so, he that much? I mean, I don't know that he's that much
1: w- worse than fucking Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he might have did better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, Jimmy did look, he looked awful. Now, they
0: do they got, they got
1: Tevin Coleman. I think Tevin Coleman is an underrated pickup. People are sealed with if he stays healthy Tevin Coleman kind of stays healthy he's not Jerick McKinnon I mean Tevin Coleman has a history he has knickknack injuries he's not a Brada. he's not a Jerick McKinnon but Jerick McKinnon wasn't injury prone until he actually got injured so if they can get a combination of Tevin Coleman and Jerick McKinnon going and get a receiver then maybe they could challenge but I'm going Seattle Rams in this division man who are your fantasy standouts? On the flip side, like I said, I really like Tevin Coleman because I think uh, Matt Brader's made a glass. I don't think Jerick McKinnon is going to be a factor this year because most running backs, not named Adrian Peterson, uh, aren't very effective coming off an ACL injury. That's probably one of the worst contracts in football right now. Jerry McKinnon. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, you can't really predict a fucking torn ACL in training camp, so. That's yeah. not his
0: fault. But, yeah, that's a, that's a hideous contract. Yeah, but I,
1: like, I really like Tevin Coleman. I think Tevin Coleman showed a lot in Atlanta with a terrible offensive coordinator, as we talked about a dozen times. Now he's back to the coordinator who he had his most success with. Um, I think that he really knows how to use Tevin Coleman. I think Tevin Coleman is going to have a big year. Um, so I really like Tevin Coleman. Uh, to go with Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, of course, I think, Tyler Lockett is just that receiver where with the Russell Wilson that's going to scramble around, how can you stay in front of a Tyler Lockett? (laughs) You know what I mean? So he's going to be the number one option because it's not going to be based off of running these crisp routes. It's going to be based off of Russell Wilson finding time and you have to guard Tyler Lockett for like six seconds. I don't really believe that there is any cornerback that can stay with Tyler Lockett for Five or six seconds. He's going to find a way to get open, whether it's over the top or you're going to protect yourself and let him come back to the ball. So I think Tyler Lockett is going to continue to be um, Russell Wilson's number one target. I love Tyler Lockett. Um, other than that, man, I don't really have a lot of options. I want to stay away from everybody on the Rams because I don't like Jared Goff. I don't know what Todd Girl is going to do. So because of that, I don't know what those receivers are going to do. So I wouldn't touch any of the Rams. And uh, who's the other Cardinals? Oh shit! I'm definitely not touching a Cardinal. Not one. If I had to no. touch, if you had to pick one Cardinal, one thing I've noticed from preseason is Keyshawn Johnson. The reason why Keyshawn mm-hmm. Johnson is because Kyler Murray has a has a tendency to just throw the ball up. And Keyshawn Johnson is a big target. So, you know, you see him and you see all those are just pre- preseason stats. A lot of those stats and his catches are with Kyler Murray, and Kyler Murray is just giving him a chance. It feels like Kyler Murray and Keyshawn Johnson has some type of rapport being rookies together. I keep an eye
0: out for Keyshawn Johnson. The NFC West is the division that I don't want anything to do with from a fantasy perspective. I've heard people say Christian um, Kirk. I, I, I wouldn't I, touch with, Christian Kirk, with the exception of Russell Wilson a, as a quarterback, who I got in the eleventh round, which I thought was insane. Uh, with 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 him, with uh, I, I do like Tyler Lockett, um, but other than that, I'm with you on the Rams. Uh, I, and it's not that I don't like Robert Woods because I, I do, and I like uh, I like them all individually. I like Brandon Cooks, but the problem with the Rams for me is there's the consistency and the adp I, I don't like how high the rams players get drafted i mean <clears throat> you know you're seeing robert woods going in the third fourth round you're seeing brandon cooks going third and fourth round which you know what you're gonna get from brandon cooks you're gonna get 1200 yards and four to six touchdowns um but his, his games tend to be you know three big games three duds two big games Two, three duds and I just you know you can't depend on guys like that other than that I'm with you I want nothing to do with the Cardinals and I really don't want anything to do with San Francisco 49ers so um, if I had to say I'm picking Russell Wilson. I, I don't feel great about any of the Rams. I mean I would take Todd Gurley. I think I think the, the Todd Gurley hate has gotten a little strong. So if he if he's there, I'm not taking him in the top five probably. But if he's there back half the first round, I'd take yeah, him. Yeah, I mean you have to risk it because there was a time where he had that bad
1: season, then he came out and the next two years was the best fantasy player on the planet, like by far. So you just never really know. They could be resting him, but because they're not giving any information, it's just a really risky play. Uh, if you're a really strong drafter and you can take Ty Gurley in the back he- back end, just make sure that you protect yourself and get a lot of running back depth. I mean, he's definitely worked the risk because he's a touchdown monster. I think he had what 17 touchdowns, and the next closest dude was like nine. Like he's a he's a goal line monster. Even if you can get have another running back get him down on the goal line, so that was the scariest thing about C.J. Anderson and maybe re-signing cj anderson is he actually started to steal some goal line carries from todd Gurley. well that's what todd Gurley does so adaro henderson doesn't really challenge that so if he can get the ball down to the one or two i'm fairly confident that todd Gurley can run it in you might not get the 100 yard rushings and 80 yards catch receiving with three touchdowns but you might still get the three touchdowns and that's very valuable in fantasy football
0: yeah i agree um All right, man. Before we get out of here, there is something I want to say, Um, and it, it kind of sparked from our conversation last week uh, about uh, Kobe Bryant. Let me tell you, people, something. Y'all better stop disrespecting Michael Jordan, okay? I've had it with these young people. Hey, you got you, you got to get some context, about. brother. I've I've, I've had it with these young people <laughs> on the Twitters and on the internet. Talking about how Michael Jeffrey Jordan wasn't shit. He was playing against a bunch of white guys. Heard one cat saying uh, he played against some of the worst defenses in the history of the league. Y'all better cut this shit out. Well, you got to remember. Because you got to remember your favorite player didn't win Defensive Player in the Year and MVP from the guard position in the same year. 1980s Michael Jordan? That was the baddest motherfucker on the planet. Yeah, I think he won
1: like a scoring title in the same year. But. You know, I think these are just trolls. People are trolling. You know, one thing about it, the documentary's coming soon. Is it 2020 when the documentary's coming? The 30 for 30.
0: I think so. It's a 10 hour documentary. I'm going to watch Bro, every single. Hey,
1: of it. let them hate. Let everybody hate. Let everybody keep saying what they want to say. Let it build up. I don't know where you're even seeing these ridiculous comments for number one because I don't. I never see.
0: Because they, some I think it was Rex Chapman or somebody uh, put out a video of MJ from from the eighties, and uh, I think that's where it started. And then you start seeing all these crazy ass comments talking about Mike wouldn't be shit in today's NBA or something. Yeah, I just I, I started seeing red. I was about to choke some people out, man. I was about to start finding some addresses and, and some. Don't do names. it, man. Just sit back and relax and know that the documentary is coming. And when the documentary comes,
1: it's gonna blow dude's mind because if you didn't if you're young enough where you didn't actually see jordan the shit that people say kind of seems like superman fictional like ah oh, he didn't do that ah oh, he didn't do that oh you he's not lebron but wait till you see this dude dribble down court triple teamed, and take on the whole team and dunk on like these fools. wait how you see how he really didn't shoot layups he just dunked on three dudes you know what i mean like he is at a whole nother level. Like, it amazed me. There's like this hour long YouTube video of Jordan highlights where I watch Jordan play like all the time and it still blew my mind. So I can't wait to this documentary comes and really highlights in all the footage that people have.
0: What, what people don't realize is that. Now, I, the one thing I will say is the the, the, the last Bulls run, the 96 through 98 uh, championship run. I still maintain, and I will forever believe that that was one of the weakest periods of the NBA, uh, just because of how much the NBA had expanded in, in that in that time frame. They they added seven teams in, in you know less than ten years, and it was a it was a watered down league. But that early that that first championship run and '80s MJ, I mean, unreal. And that, and what I just said about the Bulls and that being a watered down league was. Um, you know that's that's has nothing to do with MJ because he's still dominated, and there was st- still some. did then they win six, in the 72 league, was, and then sixty nine. Yeah, yeah, but when you can pad your stats against the Vancouver Grizzlies, the, Bro, Tur- the NBA is mean? always teams been that like we no We can look at the whole Eastern no Conference, good. and it's like that nowadays. But my point is, it, there, Jordan went through so many different phases. That eighties, you know, that early eighties, athletic freak, you know, winning dunk contests. And then you know the the late eighties when he was re- rebuilt his body to play against the Pistons and the Lakers and the Celtics and I mean winning Defensive Player of the Year could there was a, a, a point where Michael Jordan could have averaged a triple double if he wanted to I mean this dude was on another level on another level I mean I, I and people can talk about Kobe Bryant being the, the the closest thing we've seen to Jordan that closest thing we've seen to Jordan is still like. Like ten notches below what Michael Well, doing. I
1: will like, say this. I mean, you guys hate on him a lot, Kobe Bryant. I mean, but when you look at Kobe's resume and the decades that he played in, he played in the people that the top fifty greatest of all time talents, and even the list that hadn't even came out. The when they come out with the top one hundred list, and you see the competition that Kobe played against and put up his stats, I think that's gonna put. It in perspective of how good Kobe was, I mean, Kobe played against Iverson oh, and Jordan, no denying and he also Kobe played was. against LeBron and Tim Duncan, and uh, who else is good nowadays? James Harden, you know what I mean? He played against Russell as well. He played against everybody. So I mean, he's yeah. one of the. You always say, man, you can't compare Jordan and LeBron James. They didn't play in the same era. Kobe played in like
0: everybody's era. <laughs> I think. I think the. Eric Kobe played in for most of his career <clears throat> is better than the the last the, the last nah, Jordan Bulls run. Nope. I mean there's really no denying nah. that. Phoenix no Suns. That. I think the Jazz would have beat basketball gets romanticized The Jazz
1: would've beat every team in the two thousands. I'm
0: very confident in saying it.
1: Yes, Hell the no. Jazz would have dominated.
0: What, what they gonna do with Shaq and Kobe?
1: Greg Gred tag? Byron Russell. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Jeff. Hornacek, yeah, The mailman. See? Shannon. What's his I'm name? Putting,
0: <laughs> I'm putting you in that troll. Level. <laughs> what's his name? Shannon? Was okay. it what's
1: Shannon what? Brown?
0: Oh, uh Shannon. Oh, Shannon uh What was it? Nah, wasn't nice. eyes. That's where, y'all. Sh- uh, you get something. the point. <laughs> man either way I mean you know what? it's funny because I was watching and this this also speaks to the greatness of Michael Jordan but man you watch I was I randomly watch NBA YouTube videos from time to time and Scott Burrell was starting Judd Bushler uh, Bill Wennington Luke Longley just cats that wouldn't even crack a team today (laughs) I mean you you go back to a lot of these teams you look at those uh, Grant Hill Pistons those teams were fucking terrible and that's kind of my point. Like, the the league, we're, we we see booms in the 80s. In the early 90s, you had a ton of talent everywhere. And then today, I think this is the most talent that the league has, been, has had in 30 years. The early 2000s, late 90s, just garbage. Garbage. There was, there was one good player on each team, unless you were Kobe and Shaq. Um, but just garbage everywhere else. So, anyway, I just wanted to go on that rant. Y'all better stop disrespecting Michael Jeffrey Jordan before I get upset you. <laughs> But anyway man, that's it. That's all. We're gonna watch some college football next week. We'll be back. Everybody enjoy their Labor Day weekend. Your boy's gonna be down in Mexico with all the well, I guess the main tenure readers gonna be watching like oh. a <laughs> hawk. What part but of Mexico are you going to? Anyway. Rocky Point is barely in nah, Mexico. Okay. But that's it. That's all. Well Holly Peace. At you. Peace.